The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Pona, man, when he lets those hands go, he is dangerous. I didn't know what I was expecting. I was just trying to put my paws on his face. And uh, luckily it landed. Puna Hele! Puna Soriano! Daryush bites off the challenge and excels as usual, looking like eight in a row. I don't care if I have to win another ten fights before I get this belt. I'll do it. Party going. We got to talk about a lot of shit. Right. We certainly do. And then we're off. First uh, show back after Thanksgiving. Uh, Punaheli Soriano, who's uh, opening fight uh, against uh, Dustin Stolzfus on the uh, on the card this Saturday. <coughs> He's the the opening uh, the opening fight. What a card this is, Matt. Coming up, oh. Benil Darius is our second guest against Armand Sarukian. What a great great this. It's like a pay per view card almost. Oh, no, it's a fantastic card. We're going to talk about the card in detail. Um, but, hey, we also got – we got to talk to Puna in a second because he's in the waiting room. Puna, he's coming off uh, a loss, uh, a KO loss. But before that, he got a knockout. Yeah. He doesn't have his back against the wall. As Listen, nobody wants to lose or even lose two in a row. But he, Dustin uh, Stoltzfus – I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dead. He's you lost know, uh, four he, and five. Yeah he, yeah, he lost. He's one in one in four in his last five. So he's got. A, he, he he's definitely a little bit more desperate. And I want to hear what Puna thinks about that. Yeah, he's lost to some good opponents. Um, you know, he's not losing to bad fighters, but still, when you when you what what is it like? But then again, I, I mean, uh, uh, Puna Haley has lost three out of four. So again, both of these guys are probably. Hey, look, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm secure in the UFC for a while. So that's got to weigh on you a little bit. I've lost before in my career. I've definitely dropped two in a row, you know. But, uh, you know, you, you bounce back, you know what I mean? But it definitely, every loss adds a little bit more pressure. You yeah. got some real mental, it could be a real mental F. So you yeah. have to really try to, um, you know, I started remembering what I got into it, why I got into the business in the first place. I enjoy fighting, and yep. I, I I boiled it down to that. It's like you, Jimmy. Let's say you bombed a couple of shows in a row. You might start to question yourself, or no. you start just just accepting that you're a shitty comedian. I would say that's more the oh. more the outcome. As I just realized, let's bring in Puna Hale. Uh, yes, and you're a fantastic comedian, Jimmy. I'm joking. Oh, stop it! Thank you. That's that's, that's jokes right there. Yeah, ah, there he is. Puna. Yes, How you sir. doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, who was it that you fought? It was coming off a knockout, and you made me laugh because you, in the uh, in the post fight, you're like, "Yeah, I was just really glad it landed." He's a scary dude. Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, it could have been Dalsha. Dalsha was scary. Uh, could have been your last Dalsha. knockout. Thought, oh yeah, Dalsha. <laughs> yeah, it was Dalsha funny. Was super. He's still scary. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I like hearing fighters talk honestly about that. Like, I, I love yeah. to hear when guys talk about being nervous or scared or just, you know, hey, that guy's a scary guy because it makes the rest of us feel human. Like, yeah, all right, I'm not crazy <laughs> to think that. No, for sure, for sure. It's funny. I feel like uh, the fights I'm not scared is the fights I don't do good. <laughs> really? Right? That's kind of, yeah. Now, Puna, how are you the night before and how are you in the locker room before? How, how's, how's the nerves? Uh, in my head, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty nervous. Um, but it's weird. As soon as like, well, on the way to the venue, I'm super nervous. Um, but as soon as I get there, I I weirdly, like I take a nap, like right when I get there. And as soon as I wake up from that nap, I have like no emotions. I like, I just ready to go. Wow. You're able, I'm fascinated because I'm a bad sleeper and I don't fight. I don't know how guys (laughs) fall asleep right before a fight, but you could, how long do you take a nap for a half hour? Maybe at most, yeah, half hour to forty-five minutes. Yeah, and it's it's like a broken sleep, right? You're in the locker room. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hear somebody <laughs> cracking pads. You open up an eye or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you- so I mean, I've seen guys in the locker room throwing up before they go out. I've seen <laughs> other guys they have to wake them up to get the warm up. So it is funny how different, you know. All and they're all tough guys. It's just it's funny how totally act differently. It's one of those things where. You know, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll equate it to not, not a lot of guys probably done this, but I did it on the Dana White show, riding a bull when I jumped on a bull. <laughs> no, it's not going to end without getting touched, without something. <laughs> it's not going to just end smooth that smoothly, usually. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally, totally. And it could be <laughs> the best night of your nightlife or the worst mm-hmm. night. It's <laughs> right. I mean, Buddha, shit, man, your last two fights. One night is phenomenal. And the other totally. Night, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Crazy that's the sport. game. <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, like you said, either the best feeling or the worst feeling. It really you, is. <laughs> you said when you're not nervous, those that's when you haven't fought as well. Have, have you, when you go out and you're not feeling any nerves at all, are you aware, like, oh, I'm not feeling anything, or is it in hindsight that you recognize it? I, th- I think it's more of like a in-camp thing, like, Maybe uh, I don't feel the danger, like, going through the camp. You know, maybe I, like, just thought they weren't too dangerous or maybe they're more of a certain look that I don't think poses a threat to me. Um, but now I just assume everyone's uh, <laughs> everyone's the scariest guy in the world. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, no, you go, Matt. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I was going to ask him, um, you know, you had Extreme Couture. How long have you been there for? And I know your buddies with Dan Ige. Were you there because um, of How long have you been over there? Yeah. I've been there about maybe six, seven years now. Um, Dan went there, and I, I went one year after him, just tagged along. <laughs> and now, and, and it just it just fit you? The, the place fit you? The coaches? and Yeah, I mean, I, never in my athletic career um, have I ever been to a place where I was like, uh, I'm just going to switch teams. Like, I, I feel yeah. like in errors or like things where I do wrong, I, I take the responsibility on me. And um, I feel like that's the only way I, I can get better. So you're saying you like to stick with a place for as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, if, if it was like drastic and I really needed to change, I'm sure I would, but I, I love extreme. I love the people there, the team, Vegas is fun. The surrounding States are fun. Everything about it. I love and how do you feel you match up with uh, with Dustin on Saturday? Obviously, the UFC, you know, the first fight of the main card, uh, it means they've, they've seen something in both of you guys that they really like. They seem to be very careful about who they put where. Um, sure. I think Clay Guida is the final fight of the uh, prelims, which is, of course, no shock because he's always, even though this is not a pay-per-view. Action. <laughs> it's, it's, it's action. And, but this is stacked like a pay-per-view card. This is one of the best non-pay-per-view cards I've ever seen in my life. Um, isn't it crazy? I mean... Uh, uh, Bobby Green against uh, uh, Jalen yeah, Turner now is the co-main. Bug. Yeah. So uh, what do you expect out of Dustin, and what do you think he's going to try to do to stop you? Yeah, you know, I think he's going to be a tough guy. I think he presents a lot of uh, problems. I think he's going to try and get me to the floor, maybe put me on my back, you know, look for his offense. But um, I, I think I'm a problem for, for anybody, really. I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to come forward. I'm going to fight him as hard as I can in every position, not give an inch and, you know, be a little more tactical in, in my approach in 
in areas I need to. Now, I was going to ask you, what was it like growing up to, in Hawaii? And then when did, and when did you move to Vegas? I know you might've said that before. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. Um, growing up in Hawaii, it's kind of funny. Like you would never think I, I would be a fighter. If you see me growing up, I was always the kid like playing around, laughing, joking my way out of any confrontation. Like I was so scared of every fight. <laughs> I just found a way like to avoid it at all costs. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think I moved to Vegas in like 2016, shortly after I started training. So wait, let me ask you, you were scared of these, con cause we're all scared of confrontations. How do you make the jump into now I'm going to do this full time? Like what in your mind changes where you're like, I'm no longer scared of this or I'm scared of this, but I want to do it. I think like, um. So after I graduated college and finished like my athletic career at the time, I was wrestling in college and I was just living life and I was not happy in anything I was doing. Um, Dan luckily invited me to the gym. I started training and like instantly I knew like this is my passion. This is my love from the first day I was there. And um, I felt like wrestling went so quick and I didn't want to give give this up as soon as that went. So I just wanted to cling on to this as long as I could. Now you're saying that you weren't, you weren't known as a fighter like in high school or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Obviously your, your old classmates must know, you know, what you become, this, this, this wrecking machine. <laughs> what are, are they shocked? Are they like, what? That's the same old Puna from history class. Seriously. How, what is, what is their response to this? Uh, a lot of them think it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> I think it's funny too. But, uh, like, I went home recently and a buddy of mine, well, he was kind of mean in high school, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I'll say he's a buddy of mine now. Yeah. I seen him at, an, at a fighting event and he was like, you know, I I'm so happy to see that, like, you're still like the happy, playful kid or like the goofy. He said goofy, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm still happier, the goofy kid that was like the same guy in high school. But, you're just doing it on the big stage. Like, it's awesome. Well, when you grow up in Hawaii, because everybody has this oppression of Hawaii that it's just, it's this tourist place and it's all beaches and paradise. But I've heard that there's another side to Hawaii too that's not as pleasant. Did you grow up in a, a really nice area or is it not nice? Yeah, I say it's a pretty nice area. I grew up on like the North Shore of Oahu and um, it's pretty much known for their beaches, surfing. And, um, I sucked at surfing. I still don't even know how to yeah. surf. Like, <laughs> so like that was out of the, out of my like options anyway. So <laughs> that would be great though. If Jimmy asked you that question and you said, ah, shut up. Howie. Got him. <laughs> What's it? Like, you know what? What's a Howie? <laughs> a Howie. You don't know what that is? No. You, man, you're not a local. Me and Puna <laughs> laughing at your ass. If we saw you down at the surf, <laughs> Listen, Puna, Puna. I love it. I love Jimmy, it. <laughs> let's say you see Jimmy show up with like the things on the floaties. Uh, he gets nervous. He's afraid of the water. And yeah. he has like a boogie board, not a real surfboard. Well, you and the guys kind of like, you know, even though it's not your thing, would you be like, oh, howling, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe if it was taking the attention away from me getting picked on, I would do oh. it. But uh, <laughs> what does howling mean? Howling is like a good looking guy, right? Uh, you could say that if, yeah. if it makes you feel better. <laughs> what does it mean, though? It's, it's, it's derogatory. Um, I mean, yeah, kind of a derogatory term for a white guy, but it could be used for, like, you know, anything kind of gross. Like, you see somebody just, like, eat a candy bar, you throw it on the ground, like, freaking howlies throwing their rubbish on the ground. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> hey, did you, did you have to deal with tourists all the time living where you lived, or do you, were you away from them? Yeah, I was pretty far away. I was in the countryside, they call it. Um, a lot of the tourists go to, like, Waikiki area, whatnot. Um, if you came to the North Shore, like, it was pretty rare, I'd say. Um, did you have any volcanic uh, activity where you were? I wish. No, I wish, though. Um, I think that would be super cool. But, unfortunately, no, I haven't. How did you find out about mixed martial arts, like, over there was like BJ Penn very popular there. Oh, 100%. Um, he was like, it's kind of in the culture, honestly. Like I grew up watching fights. Um, 
I remember watching your season of The Ultimate Fighter. Like, I grew up watching that. It was super cool to me. And it's super cool to be talking to you now, like, full circle. Oh, oh <laughs> how old are you now? You're 31. Just turned 31. But I'm a, I'm a young 31. If I can... Oh, that's young. It, yeah. Yeah. It, I, uh... A little bit of uh, information. I didn't even get like um, <laughs> I didn't get pubes or armpit hair until I was like a junior senior in college. So I think I'm a late bloomer. Jimmy, wow! <laughs> get the pubes. I still haven't gotten them. Oh, really? Lucky. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I look. I'm boyish. I don't think Jimmy was ever able to grow a beard ever. Right, Jimmy? Not a good one. Like I can grow a shit beard, but not like a real full. Like, you know, like the type Dice of a man's beard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when you, and by the way, if you wrestled in high school, right? Like, you no, know, you said you would joke your way out of fights. I imagine people didn't really fuck with you, though, if they all knew you were a wrestler. Uh, not really, because I kind of sucked. Like, when I first started, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I only started wrestling because I didn't make the basketball team. And in my high school, if you wanted to play football, you had to play two or one or two sports outside of it. But, yeah, I didn't make the basketball team. So I was like, crap, I guess I got to wrestle. And I was, I sucked my first year, but um, just got better and better somehow. You had to play two other sports to play football. What was the thinking behind that? Just keep you in shape, keep you athletic. Um, oh, okay. So you're not just yeah, that that makes perfect sense. So you're not just waiting for football season mm -hmm. to start and and uh, and getting uh, fat. Do you watch a lot of tape on on other guys? Uh, do you watch all their old fights, or or do you allow coaches to do that? How do you handle tape? More so, I let the coaches do that, but like. I watch a little bit just to kind of see what I need to see. I feel like, but I don't study too much of them. I like to focus on myself and, and my game. Hey, Buddha, what do you like to do when you're not, when you're not training, like on a day off? No, mm. active no, no, you know, I like to do a light jog. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> I want to hear what kind of books you're reading. I want to hear what you're watching on Netflix. I want to, <laughs> I want to hear that kind of stuff. Sure. Sure. Um, as far as books, uh, I I barely know how to read. <laughs> I'm an audiobook guy. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. People, Not at all. When people, I it kind of irks me though when people go, yeah, I don't mind when they're like, yo, I, I heard this audiobook, but when they're like, yo, I read five books. Meanwhile, they're listening. To them, okay, dude, really? I watched this many movies. The same shit. I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead. I, no, I'm with you though. I like the audio. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been listening to this book called, uh, I think it's like the power of we, or like something about we just together. It's from Duncan Trussell. He's a comedian, but it's like oh, yeah. psychology and, uh, things like that. Him and, uh, Raghu Marcus, I think. <laughs> but, uh, besides that, I do a lot of like, I have this electric skateboard and uh, I just take my three dogs skating pretty much all day. Wait, what do you mean an electric skateboard? Is that like a hoverboard? No, <laughs> It like goes by remote and it's it's nice. It's the only way I can keep up with them. That's so cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, I can picture you on a little electric skateboard. Jimmy. Yeah, me too. I I, I never liked I skateboards. I was never good at them. I would always my balance was shit. So yeah, I never liked a good skateboard. So uh, yeah, if any they have those things now, it's just one wheel. Have you seen I don't oh, know I, how they work where you just stand on the wheel and it just takes I don't know how guys steer or Yeah, stop. that looks impossible to me. I don't know. Get that unicycle shit. Yeah. I, you know what? You know what didn't take off. What I thought everybody thought was going to take off was that Paul Bart thing. The fucking oh no way! <laughs> All Why those segways. That looks like a that looks just like yeah. that's kind of like giving up. Like I got a new yeah, one hundred percent. You know what I mean? I would never caught be caught dead on one of those. No way. No way you could even like make like put rims on it or make it look cool. It kind of <laughs> it looks like fun though. See <laughs> you fall probably. Probably good for fat people. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And living in uh, in Vegas, which is a, a town that's really, is it hard for you to stay off the strip? Or uh, I don't do as well in Vegas if I'm there a long time. Uh, how hard is it to not get distracted by just the, the, I mean, the fact that there's a million things that will distract you? Um, I mean, shoot. It's like, I think it's like sink or swim, you know, like it's going to weed you out eventually or, or you're going to find a way to survive. Like, the strip's pretty expensive, so I try to stay away from it. And it's like hella crowded. I hate traffic. I hate like not being able to walk freely. Um, and I live kind of far away. I live like thirty minutes away, kind of like in the mountains. Mountain man. <laughs> oh, can you see the strip from where you are? Yeah, like great view of the whole strip. 
Oh, okay, but but it's not. It, it, you'd have to make an effort to get there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, I want to hear about pickleball. <laughs> you do pickleball? Yeah, admittedly, I haven't played in like this whole. I haven't played this whole camp, to be honest. But you have um, played. Tell me, yeah. Hey, listen, you can't get a worse name if it's if they called <laughs> it something differently. It's like I love playing cornhole, but it sounds like <laughs> dirty, yeah. like Jimmy would be playing. Yeah, but it's not an innocent game. You play with like with you know the bags and you put in all. But cornhole sounds really like dirty. But you know, pickleball just sounds really. Yeah, you know, it just sounds really weak, but it's not, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. It's like tennis. It's fun. No, it, it's super fun. Like I think it's like one of the funnest sports I've ever played, and um, it's also kind of like ego deflating because I've been smoked by like grannies and old ladies on the courts <laughs> before. How do they do that though? I, I my, even though I have a new knee, my knees aren't good enough to do that shit. I can do jujitsu. But I'm not it's, that lateral. <laughs> I'm not chasing after any balls. No, it's crazy. They don't even move. They just like kind of stand in line, and like the reactions are insane. They just kind of, they're in there. You like it because there's something. Isn't it weird? It just takes your mind off everything, right? You probably don't think about fighting or anything else when you're doing that. Totally, and it it's surprisingly a good workout. Like your lateral movement, super good. You ever have like you ever feel bad though, like uh, when you beat the shit out of like an old. <laughs> couple and you just yes nope. all at them <laughs> nope. I I, how's your reflexes I, here granny i play pickleball the same way i fight as hard as i can just ah. <laughs> <laughs> step on the court with you it's that bad i'm yeah. with you pickleball uh, jimmy <laughs> well put look uh good luck on uh on uh saturday it's a great fight and uh you know i'm really happy for you that they put you on this card you, and, yeah yeah and this is again and, and benil um, is such a dangerous guy, and him against Sarukian's a great. Totally. So there's gonna be a lot of people watching this, as you know. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, it's an honor. I, I'm really happy, like you guys said earlier, to be opening up the main card. I did it one time in Abu Dhabi, and I felt like it was such an honor, and I blew that up. And hopefully, I can get the same kind of results. Yeah, but it does mean something. I mean, they, they, there's no, they don't do that by accident. I mean, they put you in a place totally. and they feel you belong there, and that means that they have a lot of faith that you're going to give them a good fight. So have a great not, fight on Saturday, man. I, and uh, Not to bring it up, yes, but back. Jimmy often brings up about opening up a card. Sure. Back to UFC 109, <laughs> I opened a card knocking out Frank Trigg. Jimmy, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to bring that up again. Well, that's why I mentioned Not it. Just fucking unconscious. You did. Just the you knocked him out. Yeah. Fucking head some drool. nice to meet you, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you. It's an honor right. to finally meet you. And we're going to have you back again, man. All the best, dude. Yeah, good yes, talking sir. to you, Thank man. Thank you so much. Have a great fight. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Jimmy, you always embarrass me bringing that uh, up. I can't help it. You know, I want to I want to mention the Frank Trigg thing, and I just figure if I, I, I know I'm going to have to really pull teeth to get out of here. Yeah, Jimmy. I seen his life go out. <laughs> Is that, was that a nice feeling? Oh, oh, Jimmy. Listen, how are you, buddy? I miss you. I, feel like I'm, I'm, I miss you, too. I'm a little tired. I didn't sleep well last night, so today's my first day back to radio. So I'm hey. pooped. Oh, I need a nap. Suckered. Um, again, we have also um, 
the next podcast. We have another podcast before the um, weekend. So yes. we'll talk more in detail about all these fights. We got Benil coming soon. Yes. Uh, soon. Uh, this weekend, I was going to be in New Jersey because one of my um, uh, my fight is Lauren. Uh, she was going to be fighting and ring a combat, which is Lou Neglia's show, which is this Friday in AC, Tropicana. Um, but now I'm not because the fight is called off. So I'm not happy that, that the fight's called off because of her, but I am happy that I don't got to go to AC because I got my my wife and my kids doing a jiu-jitsu tournament in Jersey. Yeah. So that's good, Jimmy, you know? And uh, my youngest never competed before. She's jumping in. Oh, first time. Good. Yeah. She was adamant about doing it. And I'm like, all right. She's only 10. It's cute. You How know? long are those matches? The t- hers is like, it's only like three minutes. You know, how about your wife or, or the or the ones? The, how long? Uh, I'm pretty sure she might be five minutes or something. I'm not sure the total. Yeah, I gotta look. I gotta look with my wife because she's gonna be in the masters. Um, I gotta see. I'm gonna call the guy today. I'm gonna look again. I would him. get so tired. It's crazy yeah, how tiring it is. Isn't it funny? Like, but I got guys now, like um, um. Like these, some some of the guys are older. They're on my age, but they just starting. You know what I mean? So yeah. And their white belts at fifty, and uh, they weren't able to to make it through uh, in the beginning. Nowhere near doing a five minute roll or anything like that. But now they're able to. Yeah. So I'm like, how often do you see a five minute street fight? When? Never. So yeah. I mean, listen. I tell them you got this much time until the fucking backup gets you. You know what I mean? The nine one calls going through. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's not about just dominating somebody. It's about just making it through that five, surviving. You know, it's a beautiful thing. And these guys are getting exhausted. And uh, they could be getting just as exhausted doing something that's not going to make them a more dangerous human being. That's right. Yeah. I get get a little redundant with that, Jimmy. But No, you're right, though. You're right. I was very – I went – I trained today. I was very very tuckered out. And uh, he makes me do – he makes me do this thing. Where like for like he won't let me like for especially like the last ten or fifteen minutes. Who's he? Oh, uh, Mike. Who Mike? Who's training me? Uh, Professor Mike. He's uh, he'll make me go go through the whole. He won't let me stop because even if you're doing a, a, a slow pace, you have to keep moving even if it's slow. Because he goes in a street fight, you can't stop. Like if if you're tired, you have to train yourself to just keep making movements. Uh, so he he makes me do it. It's it's I hate it though. I really do. It's uh, you hate it, but when you're done, you shower, you leave, you feel like ah, you feel good. I shower when I get home. I don't shower there. I feel gross. I should shower there, but I have to get back and do this. Yeah, well, make sure you shower when you get home. Don't be a dirty little boy. No, no, shower, wash my gi. Yeah, wash your ass. Uh, You don't want you want to be clean, Jimmy. Yes. I shower so much. I wash so much that my hands are starting to get chapped. This is very interesting. A little OCD, Matt. No, no, no. I just use the bathroom a lot. So I'm so clean. Oh, sure. I must shower. Master Henzo told me long. Master Henzo taught me a lot about life. And one of the things he told me early on, he go, he said he'd always shower if he took a shit. And I go, Henzo, that's annoying. No, I go, man, if you take a shit, how do you clean your ass? <laughs> I go, what? I go, what do you mean? They go, I go, you don't use the water? And, you know, this is early back when his English wasn't the best. Yeah. I go, well, you know, I go, if there's a, a sink there, I'll wet something. But he goes, man, if you got, let me ask you something. If you touched a piece of shit with your hand, would you clean it with a piece of paper? <laughs> I go, well, no. He goes, yeah, what's the thing? You want a dirty ass? So ever since he said that, yeah, I, it was in my head. And I'm like, I have to just, and I do have a clean ass. Jimmy, yeah, I do too. I, mine is immaculate, ready for fingers, but I can't always uh, get to a shower. <laughs> Excuse me. Jimmy, I can't wait till December 22nd for Rebel Moon to come out because that's the new Zack Snyder film that's going to be on. Um, I'm surprised you're not looking forward to December 16th. Oh, Jimmy, do you, do, can we say what we're doing? Well, we're going to be watching TV together. Yes, we are. They must like the way we do it. I mean, they ask us every six months. So I guess that's good, right? I guess is that not good every six months? I mean, I wouldn't say they're not exactly knocking the doors down. I, I, mean, I would say. <laughs> well, you know what it was? They watch. We do a watch party for the people at home. 
what we do is we do a watch party. So wait, is that the Tony Ferguson card versus Patty Pimlet? Uh, let me see. Uh, yes. Oh, we're gonna watch that together. They're gonna yeah. film it. This, you know what? It's funny. Edwards Covington. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow! Wow, that's great. That's gonna be fun. Ian Gary Vicente Luque is the opening fight. Can I can I say something that's maybe a little TMI, but I don't want you to get sure. Up. Now listen. Okay. I'm very clean, but I, I might have to. We're gonna eat at your place. My my stomach's been getting worse. You know I might have to use your bathroom. I sure. will not make it messy. I will clean myself. I will clean up. But now you don't live alone now, so I feel a little guilty. But if it was don't. just you, I'd blow up your bathroom and be like, ah, yeah. I yeah. laugh at it, you know. But now you're not alone, so I feel a little bad. Well, the bathrooms are all broken, but luckily we have a bucket that you could take out onto the terrace and use a bucket. Well, I plan on going on that terrace. Um, she'll go with you, I'm sure. Watch the two of you out there. I like it. I like it yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's uh, nice. Hopefully it won't be raining. They, they sh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. They showed a commercial of um, at MSG of me uh, doing the um, about the HSS uh, building. Why are you making a face? I'm no, I was yawning. I'm just. I'm oh, very I'm tired. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. That was that was some. That was a, that was. A, that oh no, no, I'm listening. So anyway, they did a. Um, they showed. I told you I went to the HSS building, the hospital special um, surgeries. Is that yeah. right? Yep. For my knee, and I interviewed the doctor that did my knee. Doctor, oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. No. They showed the commercial at MSG. So I'm trying to get them to send it to me. And every time. Oh, goes, very nice. I'm having a hard time getting it though. Where are they going to show it? Uh, well, they showed it at MSG, but I'm sure they're going to show this. I believe it's going to be, uh, I don't know where it's going to be. <laughs> I know. I believe it's going to be a UFC fight pass, but uh, I think it might be on ESPN. I'm going to find out. Sure. And when I find out, Oh, here's the commercial. Want to watch it with me? Sure. No, no, no. You know what? I'll watch it after, but it already looks exciting. Now, hey, Matt. Yeah, what's up, Jimmy? Sorry. Is, is he in the waiting room? No, he's not. I want to say the opening fight, Matt, on the early prelims, our pal Randy Brown against Muslim Salikov. This card, uh, Dustin Jacoby, Alonzo Menafield. Um, oh, he just hopped into the waiting room. Okay. And by the way, uh, Giga Chikadze against Josh Emmett is the main fight of the prelim card. What a fucking Cody is fighting Brian Kelleher. Hey, Emmett. Let's get Benil. Let's get Benil Darushin. Okay. I don't know what to say now. Sorry. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah, Benil. Hey, Benil. Yeah. What's up, German? How are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? How are you? Good to see you, bro. Good to see you as well. Dude, Benil, you don't even give an S. I clean it up, but Benil's very clever. 
Yeah, it's I, nice. I like that. Thank you for cleaning it up. I, I, I'm not going to be my regular potty mouth with you, Benito. But seriously, you know, I don't even think – I just think you say, give me whoever on this date because you're not afraid of fighting a guy like – who's like Armin uh, Sharukian. Sharukian, yeah. Sharukian. Sharukian. It, I mean, because he's not as well-known as some of the other guys you you beaten, but he's extremely dangerous. You're, t- tell me your thought process on when they offer you a fight. Well, you know, last fight didn't go so well. I I get uh, done with it, and uh, I just say I'm going to do better next time. So I call my manager, and I say, hey, who's available? And uh, we go through the list. This is the guy who's available, and I say, all right, let's do this fight. After a fight like uh, against Oliveira, because everybody knows what a good fighter you are. And, you know, everybody has one of those. What What is your thought process like after that? Like, or like, what What are you going through right after that happens? You know, um, it was it's tough. Losing for me is really tough. It's something I take. Uh, it, it's just uh, something I struggle with, right? So I I, I spend a lot of time. Uh, working through it. There's prayer. There's just meditation and just just figuring it out. And um, I, I think that's just that's normal for everybody. Everybody has to struggle through losses. We can't just walk through them like they're nothing. So that's what I did. I I, I did the struggling part. I did all the all the difficulties that I need to take care of with the loss. And then I said, okay, I'm ready to fight. And so now we're here. Kind of important. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Sure. To struggle with the losses. If it was too nonchalant, I don't think you'd have the success you'd have. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely. Uh, I'm. I'm very obsessive. So you know, some people are like, I don't watch my losses. I watched that fight probably ten times the, the night I lost. You know, and just kind of seeing what's going on and and how I can make things better. And it, it, it's a tricky one because it just. I don't feel like I did anything well that day. So it's one of those things where I need to uh, kind of come out and, and, and make sure I, I just, you know, how fighters say they don't show up. This is, a, this is one of those first times where I felt like I just didn't show up. I didn't perform well. And it was very disappointing because it was at the most important time, you could say. Did That's you... why sometimes, I'm sorry, Jimmy. That's I, good. Yeah, good. Like, I know as a fighter, what would stress me out leading up to a fight, like, Sometimes after a hard night of sparring, it feels sometimes it just feels like a rough night of sparring, like an off the timing's off that much. And you've had nights of sparring like that leading up to a fight. And you're like, well, what if this happens the night of the fight? Like that. So it's like sometimes you could just, you just, it, it's like, in other words, it might have just been like you, an, an off night. You, and you know, it might, you don't have to just reinvent your whole self. I mean, do you, am I yeah. explaining that the correct way? Um, yeah, I agree with that. You don't want to reinvent yourself, but at the same time, you also want to take everything into consideration and see how you could just dig deeper and make everything better. So that's what I did. I went back and looked at what I could make better, and I, I, I tried to make that better. Did you feel it that night walking into the cage? Sometimes guys will just feel like this. I'm just not where I need to be right now. Or How did you feel walking in and when the fight started? I'm not sure. I don't really remember. My coaches. Uh, definitely felt like I was off, but I, I didn't, I didn't feel that way when I was walking in. I just felt like it's, you know, let's get this, uh, let's get this fight going and, and, and get this over with. Okay. So overanalyze sometimes because yeah. there's times I have a fight and I'm like, now if that fight didn't go right, I felt a little off in the locker room, but there's times in the locker room where I'm like, do I really, you know, I don't know, maybe I don't feel great. And then I'll go out and have a phenomenal night. So. I don't know. Sometimes you, it's so important to examine why, what went down, but there is also, I think some people just like, ah, this went wrong. Let me fire the whole staff and start from scratch. So it's a fine line there, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not a, I'm not a big whole uh, fire the whole staff and restart because I think we've done so well so far. It's just, you know, uh, keep working the details out. Yeah, um, and how do you feel about Sarukian? Because like Matt said, he I mean, you know, obviously. Uh, he had a, a, a loss to, uh, I think Gamrot was his last loss, if, if I'm correct. Um, my memories go. Yeah, I'm just Gamrot. And, uh, I mean, he's beaten some really, really good fighters. 
Um, and he has looked very, very dangerous. What are you expecting out of him? You know, he's really good and he's really young. So, you know how young, young fighters, they, they grow fast and they get better. It, it, it's hard to look at that Gamrot fight and be like, okay, I'm going to fight the same guy. I'm preparing a, for a better version of that. So that that's kind of what, what, I'm, what I'm looking at. And, uh, man, he's, he, he, in my opinion, is, is similar to Gamrot. They're going to be the future of the division, right? So I'm, I'm just, just ready for uh, what I need to do this Saturday. And what do you think you need to do? I, I, I know you want a shot at the title. I know you want it. Uh, what do you think you need to do after a little setback? I mean, you're still at the top of the division. What, what do you think you need to do to get that? I think I need to win this fight. That's for sure. And then um, maybe get a big name, uh, one of the bigger names. Easier said than done, but maybe get one of the bigger names. And you're feeling, obviously, you're feeling good about this Saturday. Yeah, I feel great. Looking looking forward to it. You know, the the, the one thing I, I added was to, um, I started working with a guy named Sam Calavita from the, from the training lab. You know, my, my whole career, I've, I've kind of just ate whatever and kind of figured out the nutrition stuff on my own. I wasn't really big into supplements. I was like, you know, I drink plenty of milk. I'll be fine. That was kind of my the way I looked at it. But um, that, I just figured, you know, let's 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 see what he can offer. And and he's someone I've known for a long time. He lives very close to me. And uh, I know he's a super smart guy. So started working with him. And I, I have to say. Uh, I wish I had done it sooner. He's really good. What is it you were doing? What like what's something that he's showing you that you're like, oh God, I was doing that really wrong. So, for example, you know, I eat out a lot, and um, my wife likes to eat out a lot too because it's less work for her and stuff sure. like that. But one thing he explains to me, like, if you eat out a lot, the food actually is less nutritious because of the way it's prepared. Even if you go to a place where you would consider more healthy, it's still the nutritious uh, the nutrition aspect of it is is less valuable. And then supplements, I had no clue what I was doing, so I just wouldn't do it. And I was like, well, if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm not going to do anything plus USADA, you know? Yeah. So uh, that, that was another thing. And also understanding how to uh, really peak well, I would say I was kind of just winging it, um, you know, training as hard as I can. And then when the fight comes, go in. He, he, he's really good at dialing you in for peaking. So you don't, you don't have your best week the week before the fight or two weeks before the fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I never even thought about it before, but yeah, because you know, I, I, as a jujitsu competitor, there's no such thing as like peaking. You, you, you were competing year round and at least now it might be different, but back in the day I, I, I competed um 12 to 15 times a year in terms of tournament so it's there's no getting out of shape you stay in shape year round and uh, and you compete so this is one thing uh, that that he was really particular about is how to peak properly is there anything you were eating that he told you that's terrible and you thought it was great ah <laughs> uh, man he's actually not a big fan of milk which which crushes me crushes my heart i yeah, love dairy, milk i drink dairy, a lot of milk. dairy I, no, no, just just milk. He he says uh, one. He says it's really high in calories and how it's prepared. And I explained to him. I always get the best milk. I get the raw milk. Blah blah blah. I try to give him the whole spiel about how good it is for you. And he's like, no. And then it's really high in calories, right? So in camp, you drink a glass of milk. You just missed out on like three, four hundred calories of food. So that's that's a lot of food when you think about it. Uh, I drink a lot of milk, by the way, so that's why. So I, I was missing out on a lot of nutritious food that I could have been eating. So that was the one thing that was really tough. But besides that, oh, also coffee. He's not a big fan of coffee. Really? Yeah, he, yeah. he's like, we got to take it easy on coffee. And I love coffee. I'm a coffee nerd. I like study how they process the beans, which beans is the way I like it. And, I, you know, so I, I've even, I, I roast at home, but I, don't, I have a crappy roaster. I, I, I've thought about upping my game but it's like this if you want to up your uh coffee game you can roast for a couple of hundred dollars machine but then if you want to go to the next level it's like four to five thousand dollar machine it's, oh, it's, there's no in between it's an expensive hobby yeah so it's an expensive hobby and i said all right we'll, we'll stick with where we are but i really love coffee and, and and he's been not about it 
I can't believe milk doesn't mess you. <clears throat> like, that's what I do if I drink milk. It clogs me up and it makes me feel awful. Nothing, huh? No, I, I drink a lot of raw milk. I don't drink uh, regular milk. I, I still eat a lot of yogurt. He's good with yogurt. But raw milk, I man, I, let's just say I was going through a gallon a week, which is quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of milk. You're, you're lucky that you can you can drink it without a problem. What's the, what is raw milk compared to just like regular pasteurized? So the, the way they pasteurize it, uh, especially the ultra pasteurized stuff, what it does, it kills the, what, uh, the prebiotics and the enzymes that helps you actually digest the milk and allows your gut to have better health. So, you know, you know how you just mentioned the <clears throat> whatever, yeah. that, that's because your body's have, struggling to digest it properly and it doesn't have the enzymes that it used to or, or, or the prebiotics necessary for the probiotics to live, things like that. So that's why I like raw milk and everything. You know, I, I'm, I'm big on dairy. I grew up on a farm. Uh, so that that was a tough one, but I, I get I still get to have yogurt and things like that. So it's not too bad. And then once the camp's over, it's gonna be a gallon a week. Maybe you go right gallons. back to it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever drink it? Like, so you grew up on a farm. Would you milk cows? Yeah, yeah. We we milk cows, and and like milk cow. Uh, if you milk a cow and you want to drink the milk, you, you you have like a very short period, so you can drink it right away. Or what you could do is you could heat it up, which is pasteurizing it slightly, and then put it in the fridge. Then it'll last you like a little bit longer. But uh, if you're going to drink it right right from the cow, you, you got to do it immediately, I would recommend. Well, Benil, uh, let me just tell you, if Jimmy had a farm, all he would do is milk the cows. Benil, <laughs> I can't wait to watch you fight. So, Jimmy, I'm sorry. Uh you notice he didn't ask you if you had chickens or anything, this little freak. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have a chicken? By the way? I heard your old eggs is a great thing. Uh, uh, not not in California. It's tough, man. I don't have a big backyard. If I had a big backyard, I would have chickens. But yeah, chickens are easy. They're actually pretty easy. You just have to make sure they don't get sick. They they eat, they sleep, and they don't do much. Are they friendly chickens? They always seem like they peck at you. Friendly. I mean, they're they're pretty dumb. So sometimes they're friendly. It's weird. There are chickens that will be friendly, but overall they just move around and just eat and fight with each other. Oh, okay. They are. It's a dumb bird. Yeah. Well, look, Benil. Obviously, uh, congrats on your your main eventing in an, an amazing card. I mean, we've talked before about this. This is like a pay per view card. Um, how many good fights? Uh, around this, I mean, uh, Jalen Turner and Bobby Green uh, as as uh, a co-main, unbelievable. Yeah, so that that's one thing that w- that really stood out to me when I saw the card and the messages I was getting about the card. I I reached out to Hunter and I was like, "Hey, man, thank you for you know putting me on the main, <laughs> like making me the main event of this card." I I thought it was a privilege. You know, I I, I know a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you've been in the UFC for so long, you deserve it." Blah 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 blah. I'm, I'm of the a mindset that we don't deserve anything. So be always be thankful for what you have. Yeah. And it, and it's, again, it it's shows how they feel about you. Cause I mean, Sean Brady and Gastelum is on this uh, Figueredo's up to fight Rob font. I mean, this is just an incredible card. Yeah. Everyone before me could headline a card. They, yeah. they could. And it's without a doubt. So that, that's why I consider it a privilege. Well, Benil, Benil, that's why the humble, humble yeah. warrior, Benil. I appreciate it. This Saturday, December the second. Um, it is this Saturday, right? Wait, that is correct. I that's- am correct. Okay, I'm losing my. I don't know what day it is. Uh, Four o'clock is the prelims, and then the main card starts at seven p.m. on ESPN, ESPN Plus, which is perfect, nice and early. Benil, thank you as always. We'll have you again, of course. You're regular on the show, and always yeah, good talking pleasure. to you. Yeah, I love talking to you guys too. Thank you. Hey, right, buddy, have a great fight. Thank you, buddy. Matt, that's amazing to me. Somebody who likes drinking milk. I, I hate milk. And the fact that it makes my mouth dry. Ugh. You want to milk a cow, Jimmy? I do not. I like to, I pet a cow. They're very nice. Um, they just sit there and let you pet them. But I don't want to reach under it and fucking grab its stinky udders. Ugh. Fucking awful. I don't belong on a farm. 
I don't belong on the farm. I'm just making that. that, that okay. that's, that's the end of the statement. I that's didn't realize it was a show. I thought we had the show. Yeah, yeah. Listen, right. what else we got, Jimmy? That's it, Matt. I think you're right. I mean, that should be the end of the show. Uh, uh, Matt does not belong on a farm, and we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll be back in a couple of days. I had a blast. Is there anything you want to um, promote? Wednesday night, Fat Black Pussycat. The first three Wednesdays of December, I'll be running my hour, and I'm back on tour in February for real. So good stuff. That's great. Hey, I'll be talking to you in a couple of days. I almost had too much fun. This was a blast. Yeah, thank you to uh, Punalehe and, uh, and and thank you to uh, um, uh, Benil. I'm, I'm That's how tired I am, by the way. Um, I, uh, what's that? I heard that they, that. They, by the way, Punalehe. Did I say Punalehe? Punalehe. I'm so tired. I don't even know if I said this right. If I, if I said his name wrong, I apologize. He's a nice kid. I like him. Punalehe. Yeah, he's very I nice heard. Guy. Yes. And by the way, I just watched the 1980 whatever it was version of Dune. I never watched it before. So I made it through it. It's pretty bad, but it wasn't great. But anyway, the new Dune, Dune Part 2, whatever, I found out that they moved it back up, I heard, to March. So I'm excited about that. Sorry, Jimmy. I could just could have waited till Wednesday. I, or, I mean, or till April. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Let's see you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.